What's up, this Shaq Bear, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast, and this is the 47th episode of Season 2. Today, we're going to be talking about the best and worst plays of Week 3, talking about the guys that are the guys that you want in your lineups in the week and the guys to be more wary of. Just because I have a guy that I think really should be in your lineups doesn't mean you have to start him if you have a better option. And the same thing with the guys that I don't like as much. If I say a guy that I don't really like and you're like, I have to put him in my lineup or I believe in him, that's okay too. I think that's the thing that's so tough about fantasy football is when people read starter sit articles or podcasts or anything like that, people think that automatically like this player has to be in my lineup or this player can't be in my lineup. I'm here to help you of why I think that they should or shouldn't be. But again, you have a different team than I do. You have different lineups than I do. You might believe in someone more than I do. Again, it's fantasy. It's fun. I'm just here to help you to give the best advice I can possibly give. And then it's up to you, the listener, sitting in wherever you are right now or listening wherever you are right now to make those decisions. I am just here to be a guided point, a data point along the way to help you guys go. But this episode is being recorded on a Thursday um, and it'll be posted on Friday morning. So happy Friday or Saturday or even Sunday if you're listening them to all you listening. Um, this will not include any of the Thursday night start and sits because it won't, the episode won't come out before enough. Um, so hopefully the guys that you played last night on Thursday or two nights ago, whatever it is, played well for you. Um, I'm going to predict, you know, putting putting this into the future. I promise I didn't record this after the game that Christian McCaffrey is a big game. DJ Moore is a big game. I think the Panthers will absolutely annihilate the Texans and Davis Mills with his long neck aren't going to do anything special tonight. But I think Brandon Cooks will still have a very good game because he will probably be a target monster. Those are probably pretty easy predictions, but that is what it is. But you guys aren't here for me to listen to me talk about fake predictions for Thursday Night Football. You guys are here for the best and worst plays. So without further ado, further ado, excuse me, let's get right into it. So starting off with QBs, my start of the week at QB position at the QB position is Jalen Hurts versus the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys have a high pat, a very good offense a not very good defense. They've given up the sixth most points to quarterbacks so far this season. Jalen Hurts, obviously, as we saw last week against the Falcons, didn't throw for a touchdown, didn't throw for 200 yards, but still put up 20 fantasy points because his rushing floor is so high. So if you combine the rushing floor with maybe a passing touchdown or two or three or even four, who knows, I think that he's in for a very good game no matter what against the Dallas Cowboys Monday night. I know it's tough to wait. Um, one of his offensive linemen, Brandon Cooks, did get hurt and is supposed to go on IRs. That's going to affect him a little bit. But again, Jalen Hurts is as safe as it comes with super high upside this week. My number two start of the week is Daniel Jones playing the Atlanta Falcons, who through two weeks have given up the single most points to quarterbacks. It's similar last season. Atlanta was given the top three most points um, given up last year. Daniel Jones put up at least 21 fantasy points each of his last two games to start the season. I expect more to continue this week. My number three start of the week is Justin Fields, who's going to be starting in place of Andy Dalton this week. They're playing this Browns defense that was just annihilated by Tyrod Taylor for an entire half. I'm not saying Tyrod Taylor is bad. I think Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor is good, but I don't think he's as good as Justin Fields for one. And I think that Justin Fields with Allen Robinson, Mooney, Montgomery, Cole Komet, all those guys 
has even better weapons than Tyrod Taylor. And the Cleveland Browns have given up the third most fantasy points to QBs so far this season. Um, Justin Fields is a must-start this week. Big rushing upside, big potential. I like him this week in fantasy. My number four start of the week is Matthew Stafford against the Tampa Bay Bucks in what could be one of the most exciting games of the NFL season. Um, Antonio Brown at this point is not expected to play. Um, for the Tampa Bay Bucks, but again, the Bucks have given up the seventh most fantasy points to QBs so far this season. That is one of the highest over-unders on the entire slate of games, which means that they expect, Vegas at least, expects expects a lot of points being scored, um, which I think favors, favors Matthew Stafford a lot. Fire him up this week if you have him. Another guy's going to be fired up because a lot of points being scored in the matchup is Justin Herbert against the Kansas City Chiefs, who have given up the ninth most fantasy points to QBs this season. Herbert is playing in a very high-powered offense. Keenan Allen's playing well. Mike Williams is playing amazing. Austin Eckler is Austin Eckler. This should be a very high-scoring game. They're going to have to throw a ball a lot. Um, I expect a very big game from Justin Herbert. Moving on to the QBs that I'm a little scared of. So I'm going to give you four names here. One name is a true do-not-sit. Because QBs are tough this week, there aren't really a lot of matchups I really don't like. This is more of just a buyer beware. Hey, whoever's listening to this, if you have another starting quarterback option that you really like, I'd consider starting them over these three players. So one, Patrick Mahomes, I think he's a must start, but the Chargers have been number two in the NFL against quarterbacks so far. But if you had a Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, I might start them over Patrick Mahomes this week. Another one, Dak Prescott, only putting up eight fantasy points this week, last week playing against the Philadelphia Eagles, who have given up the third least points to QB so far this season. Granted, that is against Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Ryan. So that's, you know, that is what it is. But again, Dak against Philly, third least points given up. This defense looks very good um, under new coaching. So again, buyer beware. If you have another option, go with it. If not, Dak's still a great option this week. My number three, Tom Brady, high total. They're going to have to throw the ball, but no Antonio Brown. The Rams were top five against QBs last season, and they're top 10 against QBs this season so far. So, again, buyer beware on Tom Brady. I'm not saying you can't start him, but if you have another option, I might be willing to go for it because he's playing in a tough matchup this week. And I really all start only sit this week that you should not be playing under really any circumstances. Jameis Winston looked great in week one, did not look great in week two, has the New England Patriots who are fourth best against QBs so far this season. Um, I do not want to be starting him. Stay away from Jameis Winston. On to the running backs. My start of the week at running back, Tyson Williams for the Ravens against the Detroit Lions. Uh, you guys saw, I'm sure, I would hope, unless you're living under a rock or still under the rock and haven't come out, are playing the Detroit Lions this week. You saw what Aaron Jones did to the Lions. I'm not saying that Tyson Williams is going to put up 40 fantasy points against them, but again, Williams has been averaging about 15 touches a game. Detroit has been by far the worst team in the NFL against the run. Jamie Collins, who's probably their best linebacker, is not going to be playing for them this week because he's looking for a trade. Um, I don't think it's going to be pretty. This Ravens running back, this Ravens running offense has run over everybody, and now they're going against the worst run defense in the league. I expect big points for Tyson Williams, who is definitely the running back one in this backfield, whether you like it or not. My number two start of the week, Chase Edmonds playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have given up the seventh most points to running back so far. Chase Edmonds, great play against Jacksonville Jaguars. High floor, high ceiling. You have to play him. Another guy that should be starting a lot that people are probably fading a little bit, Smiles Gaskin playing the Raiders. Raiders have given up the 11th most points to running back so far this season. I know, I know, I know. Miles Gaskin's been in a little bit of a timeshare, but I don't think people realize that the only snaps he really had taken him away were the second half snaps where they're getting blown out. So as long as they don't get blown out by the Raiders, I know it's without Tua, but like, come on, people, it's the Raiders. I know they're 2-0, but 
I just don't see them being amazing for the full season. I don't expect them being amazing this week. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um, I think this Dolphins team is very talented outside of their quarterback position with Tua Hurt. Um, and I think they're going to stay in the game. And Miles Gaskin being, got big snaps in week two, much better than week one. Um, I think he's a very good start this week against a very weak Raiders run defense historically the last couple of years and so far this season. Another guy that I never thought I'd be really saying his name on a podcast like this, but it's Mike Davis starting this week against the Giants. I mean, Mike Davis is averaging over 15 touches in the NFL right now. I think he's sixth in the NFL in weighted opportunity, which is carries plus targets but targets are worth more because they're obviously count for more points in half ppr and ppr sixth in the nfl and weighted opportunities cordell patterson's obviously doing good things in that offense but again mike davis is still getting the volume playing the giants who give up the eighth most points to running back so far this season i think mike davis is a good start another good start with josh jacobs likely looking out for this week i hope i'm wrong um is Kenyon drake playing the miami dolphins they should be up in this game which means more Carries for Kenyon Drake, and Kenyon Drake got all the targets last week. I know that Peyton Barber was technically the lead back, but Drake and him still had just about equal carries, and Drake had an extra five or six targets to Peyton Barber zero. He's going to be the pass-catching guy in this offense. The Miami Dolphins have given him the fourth most points to running backs. Kenyon Drake is a very good start this week. On to the running backs I'm a little scared of this week. First of all, number one sit of the week, any Jets running back. I know. Michael Carter looked good last week. Ty Johnson also looked good. Tevin Coleman, not so good. But they're playing the Denver Broncos, who, even though they lost Josie Jewell, one of their linebackers, has been the second best run defense um, against running backs in the NFL so far. The Jets running backs have not had more than 14 or 15 touches. They're in a clear three-way committee, maybe even it's a two-way committee. Either way, Jets are a ton – sorry, the Denver Broncos, tough run defenses. Jets, no clear starting back. Where's the upside there? My number two of the week, unfortunately, because I want him to do really well and help a lot of my fantasy teams, is Sony Michelle. Seems like Daryl Henderson is going to be out this week, and if he does play, he's going to be extremely limited. I expect Sony Michelle to be the lead back, but again, you saw it from Zeke, and you know teams that usually play against the Bucks for running backs don't do so well. Tampa Bay is fourth um, against running backs so far. I know that Cordell Patterson cashed them for two touchdowns, but again, I just don't see something like that happening. I think that was a little bit more fluky. I don't think it's going to be a good week for Sony Michelle or Daryl Henderson if he happens to play. I'd be fading both of those guys against Tampa Bay that has been the best run defense in the NFL over the last two years. My number three seed of the week is Kareem Hunt playing against the Chicago Bears. Seventh best team against the run so far this season. Obviously, they're very tough. And when they're very tough and Kareem Hunt is the number two running back in Cleveland, you might want to be fading him this week. I just don't really like Kareem Hunt that much this week. He's just a little bit too scary for me, um, especially when he's the backup running back. Hasn't been getting as many touches. Gets a lot more touches and big wins um, when they're up a little bit. I mean, obviously, no, I lied. I lied. I'm sorry. Can I Can I please correct myself? Thank you. So Kareem Hunt usually does better in losses in games they're down in. You know why? Because that means pass work. Who's the passing down back? Obviously, it's Kareem Hunt and not as much Nick Chubb. Um, I think this Bears game is a game that I expect the Bears to win. It looks like Odell Beckham is going to be back this week, which is a good thing. But again, the point is, Chicago is a tough run defense. Kareem Hunt is the number two running back for Cleveland. And I would be fading Kareem Hunt a little bit this week. I wouldn't expect a lot out of him. He's a complete dart throw. Another guy that's a little bit of a sit for this week for me, unfortunately, is Devin Singletary. Looked great against the Dolphins last year. I'm sorry, last week. Gashed them for a 46-yard touchdown early in the game. But they're playing the Washington football team, eighth-best team against the run so far this season. Zach Moss looked really good in his carries. Granted, it was in garbage time. But again, he might take some more work away from Devin Singletary. We have not seen Devin Singletary be the lead back for this team for more than like three or four games at a time. And he's playing a tough defense this week. He is a fade for me. My final fade of the week, 
against a team that has been far better than expected against the run is Miles Sanders versus the Dallas Cowboys. He's looked a little bit rough so far um, against oh, – sorry, the Cowboys have been – rough against running back so far. The run defense is looking much improved. Miles Sanders is hurting a little bit with a chest issue, and they lost their best offensive lineman this week. He should be okay, but again, Dallas is sixth best against the running back so far. Um, Miles Sanders is someone a little bit of a buyer beware. To start your stud situation where he's playing, you probably got to put him in your lineup. I'm just saying, hey, man, you know, beware. Look at the injury report with his chest injury. See how that goes, but I'm a little bit worried about Miles Sanders this week. And that concludes the first half of our show we're going to take a quick break give you guys a sweet little anchor commercial i know you guys have been dying to hear and then we get into the back half with the wide receiver starts sits tight end starts and sits of the week and we will be right back i really hope you enjoyed that ad me sitting in my room probably late at night talking about anchor and why you should be using it always you should be using anchor especially if you want a commercial this is not part of the commercial i'm sorry you know, Anchor is just a great app. It's helped me to produce these podcasts and put out 97 episodes now. Um, pretty amazing. Pretty proud of that. But again, we are talking about wide receivers. And that starts with Sterling Shepard. Four straight 100-yard games. He's averaging over nine and a half targets a game. Eight catches, over 100 yards, half a touchdown this season. Four straight games dating back to last season with 100-plus receiving yards. He has been the guy for Daniel Jones, and he's playing the Atlanta Falcons this week, who've given up the eight most points to wide receivers. Sterling Shepard is a must-start for me. Another guy that is an absolute must-start, Michael Pittman versus the Tennessee Titans, who have given up the single most points to wide receivers so far this season. They've been absolutely obliterated by wide receivers this season, last season. It has not been very pretty for the Titans. And Carson Wentz might not play this week, but either way, Michael Pittman clearly established himself as the number one target last week. I know I was fading him a lot last week, but again, he showed against Jalen Ramsey, had over 123 yards, 12 targets, eight catches. Man looked like a beast, so imagine what he is going to do to this awful, awful, awful Tennessee Titans defense. Michael Pittman is a must-start. Another guy that's a must-start, Julio Jones, who should have had his first touchdown last week, but he had a terrible call against him that took the touchdown away when it was clearly a touchdown, and he is going to get his revenge against the Indianapolis Colts, who have given up the fourth most points to wide receivers this week. This is a Julio Jones week. This is an A.J. Brown week. I expect big weeks for both. Fire them up. My number four wide receiver start of the week is Devontae Smith against the Dallas Cowboys, who have given up the sixth most points to wide receivers this week. I think it's going to be a big game for Hurts. I think it's going to be a big game for Smith. Um, Smith just had a couple of very close misconnections last week. The stat line does not look good, but he was actually putting up some very good you know, air yards and stuff that the plays that were almost there and just missed. Um, I expect him to bounce back this week. I'm a big fan of Devontae Smith um, in fantasy football this week. My number five start of the week is Cole Beasley versus the Washington football team. We've given up the 10th most points to wide receivers so far this season. So why Cole Beasley, Alex? Why does he stick out to you? You can only pick five names and you pick Cole friggin' Beasley. Are you joking? I'm turning off the podcast right now. Please don't. Please don't turn off my podcast. That would make me so sad because Cole Beasley is playing the Washington football team and Washington has been absolutely obliterated by the slot so far. Keenan Allen, Sterling Shepard, annihilated the football team in the slot. Are those guys both probably better than Cole Beasley? Sure, but Cole Beasley is one of the best slot receivers in the NFL, and they've been brutalized by the slot. Cole Beasley is a must-start this week. On to the sits. Let me start off with a surprising sit. That's Cortland Sutton. I don't know how. I don't know why. But the New York Jets and their terrible corners are number three in the NFL so far against wide receivers. Cortland Sutton put up a big game last week. I do not mind – starting him 
But this is a little bit of a buyer beware. The Jets have been better than expected for their defense or whatever it is for whatever reason. But, you know, I, I think that Cortland Sutton is not going to have a great game this week. He didn't look fully healthy. I know he had a huge game. I know he had a huge target share. He's probably only going to get healthier. Jerry Judy isn't playing. So if you want to start him for all those reasons, go ahead. But I'm just saying, buyer beware, please. Another guy that's a buyer beware this week, Mike Evans. Antonio Brown's not playing, which obviously helps Mike Evans. But Jalen Ramsey is likely going to be the guy that covers Mike Evans because he plays on the outside the most. And if Jalen Ramsey is covering Mike Evans, I'd be a little bit worried. They're sixth best against wide receivers so far this year, number one against wide receivers last year. And, you know, Chris Godwin dominated the Rams the last two times that he's played. He's played great. Evans, not so much. So hopefully we'll see more big stuff from Evans this week. Um, but again, just again, a buyer beware. Another guy that is a must sit for me this week that I'm unfortunately, I talked about him so much, is letting us all down. Marquez Callaway playing the New England Patriots, seventh best against wide receivers so far this season. Um, Jameis Winston has not targeted him enough, which is so sad. Playing a very tough matchup. Marquez Callaway, just not it. Another guy that's not it this week, Brandon Ayuk. I love Brandon Ayuk. I think Brandon Ayuk will bounce back. Yes, I said it. I think he will bounce back. Is going to be this week? I don't know. And that is why we are sitting him this week. Green Bay, one of the tougher teams against wide receivers. I would be fading him for now until he shows us something else. My last of the week. Corey Davis playing the Denver Broncos, one of the better secondaries in the entire NFL. Big improvement from week one to week two, especially with their rookie Patrick Sertain. Corey Davis did not look good against the Patriots last week. I think it's going to be a very low – I think it's the second or third lowest total on the entire slate for the NFL this week, which means there are not a lot of expected points um, this week. I think the Jets' total point expected is about 14 uh, which is not very exciting when that's the over-under. That is not very good. Not good for Corey Davis. Not good for anybody. I'd be fading Corey Davis this week. And finally, the tight end plays and the tight end not plays of the week. Number one tight end play of the week is Kyle Pitts. I expect this to be his breakout game playing the New York Giants, who have given up the fourth most points to tight ends. Mike Kyle Pitts is running a lot of routes. He's a great player, playing a very bad defense. Enough said. Number two start of the week, Evan Ingram, supposed to make a season debut outside of Sterling Shepard. No one has been very good for the Giants, and they're playing the Falcons, who have given up the second most points to tight end so far this season. What does that mean? Evan Ingram, hello, nice to meet you. Hopefully a good fantasy game. My number three start of the week is Dallas Goddard playing the Eagles. Sorry, playing the Cowboys. He's on the Eagles. I am silly. Um, I know he hasn't played that great so far to start this season, but I expect a big game to come. Dallas has been the fifth Given up the fifth most points to tight end so far this season. I expect a good big game from Dallas Goddard. Um, he is a must play this week for me. Another guy that's a big play this week. Again, it's going to be more touchdown reliant, but I think a guy that should definitely be in people's lineups with how the Packers looked last week. Um, and that's Robert Tunyon. I'm big Bob Tunyon. Again, the targets aren't necessarily there, just similar to last season, but he's playing the 49ers. 11th best again, sorry, 11th worst against tight end so far this season. Have not been good. I expect a pretty high scoring game. Um, and that means probably a lot of targets, a lot of throwing the ball around for A-Rod. And that might need a, a touchdown for Robert Tunyon. He should be in your lineups this week. Another guy that should be in your lineups, going back to the Justin Herbert, is Jared Cook playing against the Kansas City defense. Kansas City was second worst against tight ends last year. Their starting linebacker, Willie Gage, just went on IR. Kansas City is 12th worst against the tight ends. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot for the Chargers this week, excuse me, and I think that could mean a very big game for Jared Cook. On to the tight end sets. Again, I don't like to BS you guys. I don't like to just make up stuff, so I only have three names here. I looked through for other names, but I didn't want to just give you some BS name of, you know, someone that you're never going to start, like Dan Arnold, who is probably rostered in about 3% of leagues and just make up a name for you and waste your time. I'm not going to do that, so I'm not going to waste your time. I keep blabbering on about that. I got three names for you guys. The number one 
Eric Ebron playing the Cincinnati Bengals, fifth best against the tight end. I'd be fading him this week. Pat Fryermuth is getting more snaps. Eric Ebron is a fade for me. Another guy being a fade with Will Fuller back and no Tua Tagovailoa. Mike Gusecki playing the Raiders, sixth best against the tight end. Will Fuller is back. His starting quarterback is not playing. Not so great for Gusecki. Um, I'd be fading him this week. And my final fade of the week at tight end, Austin Hooper. I know Jarvis Landry's on IR. He's probably not going to play. Not a lot of guys to throw to. Odo Beckham is back, though. David Njoku is playing well. And the Bears are the eighth best team against tight ends so far this season. I'd be a little bit scared of Austin Hooper this week. He just has not shown it since he left the Falcons. I don't expect him to show it this week. But that is that. Thank you so much for listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. I love you all. Please leave a review. You guys already know what to do. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day.